Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone. This is Liz here. Happy to talk with you again. So my last few episodes haven't gotten the best downloads. So I'm just kind of wondering... Should I continue this podcast? Do you find it helpful? Are there other topics you would like for me to discuss? Obviously, meatless protein options was not a big fan favorite because that was probably where I got the, uh, you know, least amount of feedback, ratings, listens. Um, So, you know, DM me on Insta. You know where to find me at LizRouteOfficial and let me know what's going to work for you. It's the holiday season, and with that being said, there are a lot of, like, a vast variety, I should say, of different types of posts online. I'm seeing it from all sorts of people, all sorts of channels, comedians, and, like, Bravo TV influencers, and friends, and some foes that I don't even know why they're still on my feed, to be honest. I thought I got rid of everyone I didn't care for. But the holidays can be hard. I think we all know that. I think we all understand that as adults, that somehow that childhood magic we all came to love and know and look forward to, it wanes over the years. It's waning for me, myself, and I love the holidays, and I know exactly why I'm a little bummed out this year. I'm very pro-holiday decor, movie, Christmas tradition. I'm down for it. I'm here for everything. But this is the first year in 36 years since, since I was born, a wee babe that I'm not going home for the holidays. And it makes me very, very sad. And there are all logical reasons for it. So as I've said repeatedly, my parents sold our childhood home. Well, their new house is not yet built. It should have been done in September. They didn't even start building it in September. Things are getting delayed or lost or things are being done wrong. You know, all the fun stuff that comes along with construction and building a house. So while they happen to be getting sheetrock this very week, next week is Christmas. So having like working plumbing, electricity, heat, you know, seems like a far cry. And my brother's house is really just not big enough to host the whole family. So I had said, you know, let us know. We'll book a hotel, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really worked out. Because my mom is really the glue of holidays. You know, like my parents always hosted. My mom always cooked. And they did it together. So with them not having a house, like just nothing came together. I offered to host Nobody wants to come out to Colorado. I mean, I I offer every holiday for people to come. Nobody ever comes to visit me. 
So, you know, I have a huge house now because we, we might, you know, try to start a family. It could happen. And I like to host parties and dinner parties, but here's the thing. I'm not from Colorado. And the majority of my friends, nearly all of my friends, do not live in Colorado. So I host it for other people. I'm always hoping my family will come over. It just never happens. But this year, my parents said, we'll spend Christmas Eve with your brother's family and your sister's family. And on Christmas Day, we will drive out and come spend a few days with you. So that is what we are doing this year. And it's weird and it's different. And not having that nostalgia gets to me. I'm a very sentimental person that way. And so that makes me sad this holiday season. So that's why the holidays are hard for me. Now, with that being said, you guys, I didn't podcast last week because I had painters in my house from morning till 6, 7 p.m. at night every single day. So, you know, like 12 hours a day. And they were painting the rest of the interior of my house. If you saw the photos on my Instagram stories, you'll know that it went from poop colored brown like baby poop brown. Everyone knows what I'm saying when I say that. On every wall and ceiling to a lovely cream toned wall color called A Touch of Taupe by Bayer Marquis and lovely white ceilings. And we used Swiss coffee also by Bayer. Beautiful, beautiful colors. It is light. It is breathy. It is airy. And when they finally freaking left at seven o'clock, on Friday night, that night, I started putting up Christmas decorations after I had to clean. Because if you've ever had people come over to work on your house, you know, it's not. They they might clean up the plastic and the buckets and the paint brushes, but they do not clean up the rest of the crap. So after a couple of hours of cleaning everything, I started putting up my Christmas decorations. Finally. So I took our old... Christmas tree and decorations from our townhouse that were like super colorful and kind of like all over the place. I put those in our in our basement. We have a huge um like a what do you really call that recreational room, family room down there, a big stone fireplace, dark wood, matches our like copper and wood bar. It's beautiful. So I took that kind of stuff, put it down there and made that kind of like our like our super colorful Christmas room. Meanwhile, since, dare I say, end of August, maybe September, maybe, but I'm pretty sure it was end of August, I've been slowly collecting a new color scheme for our upstairs family room. And that would be a flocked Christmas tree and flocked garland, and damn it, it looks good with my cream walls and white fireplace, and lots of, lots of glitters. So here's the thing. I was a dancer and glitter was always my secret weapon. Everything had to have some sort of glitter on it. And I use the term glitter for basically anything shiny, but to know me is to love glitter. And so we have golds, whites, and uh, silvers. And that's my color scheme. And it's beautiful. It turned out exactly like I pictured it in my head. So I'm very proud of myself. And so on the bright side, my parents get to come and see 
my Christmas decor and how I do it because we were always extremely traditional in our home, our family home, because it was this Victorian house from the 1800s. So you kind of had to stick with the theme of the house. So with that being said, I feel like I have an Instagram-worthy living room. I love it. I can't seem to capture the magic in a picture, but about once a day, I Instagram story it. So you'll see it somewhere somehow. Anyway, I got on this topic because I've just noticed a general consensus amongst the people lately when I do leave my house. I mean, I work from home, so but I try to go out a couple times a week either to like run an errand or just like breeze through a TJ Maxx because I don't want to lose my ability to socialize or act normal in public. And also, I like putting on real clothes. It makes me feel good. There are two kinds of people right now. There are the angry people because some there might be a few more people out grocery shopping, stocking up for the holidays, Christmas shopping. I mean, we went to a restaurant by the one of the malls the other day and the parking lot was packed. There, like we had to valet. There was not a spare spot in this huge, huge mall. Or there's the people who happy holidays, Merry Christmas, best wishes. They're smiling. They're happy. They're into it. They're into the magic. I like it. I like those people. I do not like the person who pulled up behind me at a gas station and. It's been super crazy windy here, like crazy, crazy wind. So I'm at this gas station by the grocery store because I have to go and get my prescription. Realized I was at a gas, thought, mm, okay, I'll just pull in here. There are empty spots everywhere at this gas station. Everywhere. And so as I pump my gas, I get back into my car. I know you're not supposed to, but it's so windy, it's cold. And so I wait, I kind of clean up my trash while I'm there, put it in the trash can, pay for my gas, get back in, and I glance into my rearview mirror. My hair is like crazy because for those of us who lost a lot of hair and the baby hair is growing in, what like a slight breeze means that you look like you stuck your hand in a light socket and your hair went crazy. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just quickly pull it back up into a ponytail could not have been in my car 60 seconds. Some lady in a big white truck is honking her horn at me, honking it. Furiously, I look in the rear view. She's giving me all sorts of finger gestures and she's like pissed. Now, mind you, the spot in front of me is open. Both spots on the other side of the gas kiosk are open. And oh, there's like six other spots open. So she could have parked anywhere, but nope, she wanted my spot because that was convenient to her. So I like gave a motion, like just go around. There's a spot right here. Like how rude are you to be honking at me in my car when there's so many spots available? Like you're just lazy. And so she flipped me off. So I finished putting my hair in a ponytail, which again took very, very limited time. I would say like 10 seconds max. Because it's not like I was like brushing it and combing it and doing anything else. Like I just literally ripped it out, kept it in shape, smoothed back my baby hairs and put it back in. Like it does not take very long. And I was going into the pharmacy, the grocery store. So I thought I better not look like I am homeless. So I flipped her off and then drove off. But I just thought wasn't wasn't very holiday cheery me. But as I like pulled into my spot at the grocery store, I was like, bah humbug. Like, bah humbug. 
bug. How entitled are you that you need that spot right then and there when there are so many open spots? And by the way, I couldn't have been sitting in my car longer than 60 seconds. So what the hell is wrong with you, lady? Get in the Christmas spirit, you little ba humbugger. Holidays are hard. That's what we've learned, and I don't like it. You all know how much I love bariatricpal.com, and one of the things nobody tells you right after surgery is that your skin changes, and your lips are always dry. Your skin is always dry. I now have super a super dry nose like all the time. I just can't stay hydrated enough. Even though I get well over 100 ounces, it has changed my body and my skin and my texture, just like it changes your hair texture. So when Bariatric Pal put up these uh, lip balms, I got like three of them because I use my chapstick so freaking much because my lips, I think, are the worst part of it because I'm constantly talking I'm, and my lips are always chapped, always chapped always dry. I can't put on lipstick because it just like crinkles up. And so I'm telling you this lip balm from bariatricpal.com is amazing. And it's $2. It might not even be $2. It could have been like $1.79. But they're in these lightweight little balls, perfect for your pocket, your purse, your desk drawer. It's smaller than like those EOS balls, you know, which sometimes can be like the size of them can become cumbersome and they're delicious. It's like a coconut mint. It's awesome. So go to bariatricpal.com, get your own lip gloss or lotion, which by the way, are two things you should absolutely take to the hospital with you when you have your surgery, because you come out of surgery feeling like a dry piece of toast. Go to bariatricpal.com, use my promo code LRO15. Again, that's LRO15 and get 15% off your first order today. You will not regret it. So what's your Baja story? I, I want to know, why is Christmas hard for you? I typically live in, in the Christmas magic and in the Christmas spirit, and I want to watch all the Christmas movies. And the other day, I spent like six hours watching Hallmark movies that I knew the ending to, every single one of them, because they're all the same. But I still enjoyed it. I like a feel-good moment. So let me know on Instagram. DM me. Comment on a post. I don't care how, like, telegraph it to me. Let me know what your Baja, our Baja humbug moment was this year. All right, so back to the bariatric world. Sorry, it is life with Liz, not Liz's bariatric life. So sometimes I just have to share things and get it off my chest because you all are my diary. So let's talk about things you don't expect after surgery. And it doesn't even matter how far out you are from surgery. These topics are just always relevant. And it always amazes me when I like think of something or look in the mirror or look at a photo and or see someone I haven't seen forever. And these things come just like right back to the surface. So One of the things that you need to know and like what people don't tell you and what you don't expect is that your body is not going to look like what you imagined it to look like. And I know we all say we do this for our health, not to like lose weight, not to be like, it's not about a clothing size, but you do at some point think like, God, will I look like that? Will I look like that? I remember like looking at Instagram photos and being like, God, I hope I like, you know, have the same weight loss and adjustment that so-and-so had. Throw that kind of expectation out the door because your body's not going to look like 
what you think it's going to look like. I didn't have a huge belly. I didn't have what is called an apron, you know, where my belly didn't hang over like my pelvic bone or anything like that. I did have some uh, massive love handles, but I thought, oh, my stomach like will flatten really well. I won't have a lot of loose skin because I didn't have that. Um, not that, that wasn't really the case. I put on a pair of jeans the other day and my stomach, like my belly button was like crinkled at the seam of my jeans and it's not fat, it's skin, just skin. And anywhere where you had a stretch mark, you're going to have crinkly skin. It might not always crinkle in certain positions, but like when I lay down, other things crinkle, you know what I mean? So you're just not going to look like a supermodel or like you did when you were 18 because your skin has been stretched and stretched and stretched and elasticity only goes so far and I've said it before ladies listen up your boobs are going to be saggier than ever because breast tissue has zero elasticity so you're not like they're just not going to bounce back to where you want them to go pick them up by your bootstraps because that's where they'll be and get a good bra expect that but, you know, you can't just have these, like, crazy expectations because how long have you been dealing with the body, the body that you're going into surgery? So you, you really got to think about that. I mean, loose skin will be everywhere. I didn't even think I had loose skin on my thighs at all. I thought I just had, like, cellulite, which I've always had. Even when I was a super fit dancer, my thighs have always been covered in cellulite. And I got into a pool, I was in Mexico for a work event last month, and we were kind of like jumping and dancing around, and whoa, baby, did I learn the hard way that I had loose skin because <laughs> things were dancing in the water that shouldn't have been dancing, and it was heavy. It was a real weight, and my thighs, like, it just was unexpected. I like had this look on my face and my friend's like, what's wrong with you? Um, but just expect it, just expect to have loose skin. And like, I'm well over a year out and like, I'm still finding areas. I'm like, Oh, well, that's not what I thought that looked like, you know? So throw those kind of expectations out the door and go for your health, your blood levels, your heart rate, like go for those things first. Losing weight is the great side effect of the surgery, right? Like looking better in a pair of jeans, great side effect. But really focus on what's inside first. And that's where you should put the weight of your expectations. The other thing that I really just, I guess I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but like people wanting to talk about my weight loss, like not me wanting to talk about it, other people. And after a while, you kind of get tired of it. And I know that sounds bad because you've been like waiting your whole life to have this body, right? But it, it just gets kind of awkward. And then it gets rewarding. And then it gets to be like, this is all we can talk about is my body. Like, what about my brain, guys? Up here, up here, look in my eyes. So <laughs> you just, you have to expect that you're going to be a topic of conversation, not just with you in the conversation, but for others. And it might not always be the conversation you want to have. There are always people who have the expectation of, well, they took the easy way out. Like there are people who have said, well, I had a weight loss surgery and they're like, and their face just falls. So like, Ugh. 
Good for you. Who cares? Who cares? But you have to get used to that and learn how, like, kind of think about now how you want to explain it and talk about it and advocate for yourself because that's really what it's about for yourself. But that is something that I just, I, I really didn't think it'd be a big deal. People would see me once, get over it, and that wasn't the case. I There are people I see like every month and they bring it up every month. Um, and that leads to, you know, everyone has an opinion or advice or sometimes they just suck. You kind of learn more about yourself in this journey, but you learn also like who your real friends are. And I don't say that to be mean, but you will find, okay, let me back that up. I found because of my size, I held back things. Um, Maybe it was opinions. Maybe I just didn't want to make a scene or cause a ruckus because I just felt so uncomfortable inside and outside with who I was. And I, I used it to kind of cover up other things, I guess is what I would say. So I'll use work as an example. I mean, this is just an example, but I like would always be like anything I can do, anything I can do to be helpful, anything you need, anything you need, can I help? Because I just like had a need to kind of like be a pleaser because I thought, well, they're not going to like me otherwise. And it kind of lends itself to you getting walked over, which I don't ever think anyone walked over me because I was still opinionated once I knew someone and knew someone well. But think about that and your relationships because people around you are going to change. And everyone's going to have an opinion. You're too skinny now. You don't look right. What happened to your face? Because you lose a lot of fat in your face. And if you're on the older side, tends to make your skin sag a little. Like, people have no threshold of, like, what's rude. And they always come across with, it's, you know, it's a concern. Or you can just, you can eat this just this once. You know, I don't really remember you being that big. Or you look so much better now. Or my favorite ones is, I didn't even recognize you. (laughs) Okay, well, I have the same face. So, you know, you're, you're going to find one that you're a topic of conversation, but two people act differently around you. Some people will no longer want to be your friend because what happens is as you get more comfortable, you get more confident and people who took you for granted or tended to like walk over you a little bit more don't necessarily really like it when someone finds their groove. Stella, So expect that. Expect that your opinion of people might actually change based on something that seems superficial for them to act on, right? Like, it's just our looks. It's just weight. I am who I am. But in reality, it's because you've changed. You've become more confident in yourself. And if you take a couple steps back, Think about how you're going to advocate for yourself once people do ask you about the surgery or your weight or or this or that. And I mean, the list goes on. Remember, first and foremost, you did all this for yourself. 
Live in your own magic. Be your own bariatric warrior. Can't say it enough. It's really what is important for you and your health first. So there you go. Um, the next thing, you know, that it's hard to adjust to is that you could do everything right and still not lose a single pound. You could be so good every single day for a month and not lose an ounce. 100%. And it's not because you're not following the rules. There's going to be gains. There's going to be losses and there's going to be stalls. But there is no way to really prepare yourself until it happens. So you kind of got to like remember to take things in stride. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to lose like half your body in a day. So kind of think about that because there are disappointments in this journey. It's not all positives and it's not always easy to deal with. And there are a lot of factors you know, just think about things like a menstrual cycle, for example, or your sleep environment or other health issues that can all stall weight loss progress. Water weight can stall it or cause gains. Sometimes you're actually not eating enough calories. And so your body goes into like a hibernation stage where it's trying to just retain as much of the food and the calories as possible because it doesn't feel like it has enough to burn anymore. There are so many different like levels to this, so you can't freak out when a stall happens. I see it happen every single day on social media. I see people who take it in stride, and I see people who freak out. Try not to be a person who freaks out because it's just a stall. Or it's like some people are like, oh my god, it gained two pounds, and they completely fall off the wagon. Like, it's over now. Might as well eat what I want to eat. Might as well stop working out. Stop. Don't do that. Don't immediately take the easy way out. Keep fighting the fight. It, I know it sounds like I'm kind of like preaching, but I've gone through all of these as well, and you just have to take everything in stride. And I don't care if other people don't feel like you aren't taking it seriously, or maybe you're taking it too seriously, do you boo. Put yourself first. That's all that really matters in this whole journey. And if people are annoyed that you're like, oh, I can't eat here. It's not on my diet. Or, hope oh, like I, I, I got to go work out or I got to do this. I got to do that. And they're like, oh God, you can just miss it for a day. No, no. Don't let outside influences influence your own internal agenda and your health and your mental wellness. Because sometimes working out really isn't to lose weight. It keeps you mentally strong and healthy. And it has it creates a place for anxieties to go. It creates a alleviation for stress. So who cares? Who cares? Um Here's something that, um, how do I say this? You're going to get judgy. You're going to start judging other people for their food choices, and it's going to happen quickly. Sometimes it happens before surgery, because if you've done the classes and you've met with your nutritionist and they have given you the diet that's going to help you succeed, 
And they basically said, here's the path. Take it. Take the golden path. Here are the tools. We've handed them straight to you. And then you see someone else like drinking soda and they complain that they can't lose weight. And you're like, "Mm, you're drinking soda. You know, like you will judge people so quickly and more harshly than you might have been ready for. Nobody talks about that. Nobody prepares you for that. Try not to become preachy. It's okay to judge on the inside. We all do it. And you know you do it. But try not to be preachy to your friends, your families, your partner, your dog, your cat. My cat's overweight. I'm not going to sign her up for VSG. It is what it is. Don't preach. And you're going to find that it happens. And it happens a lot. Find an outlet. I got a podcast so I could preach to people. But it's not you specifically. So that's something that's going to happen and probably not something any of us prepare for. And you just think you're right. And other people will argue with you that they're right. And like intermittent fasting, that's great. Well, we can't do that. Like we have a hard enough time getting all our protein in as it is on our regular meals. I'm not going to not eat for 12 hours during the day. So just take everything with a grain of salt. The last thing I want to say, and that people may or may not tell you, is that your relationship will change with yourself. You will find that you have to start overcoming your own emotional barriers. And in my opinion, we all get into this due to some sort of emotional um, trauma of some type. Like, there's a reason we turn to food. Just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. And maybe that's just my story. But I kind of feel like food was my friend. Food never let me down. You know, it always was delicious. I could always get more of it. And it was just so easy to also bond with people over it. You know, when I met my husband, I was a completely different size in my life. And I gained a lot of weight during our relationship And it's because he's a foodie. So I wanted to try it with him. It was something we bonded over. We would travel and try everything. And I had to learn that that couldn't be the only way I I bonded in a relationship. But I also had to like kind of look back on myself and say, okay, well, why was I using food? And you start, your relationship with yourself changes because you have to start actually working on your issues I find that I am much more open to being vulnerable, to loving, to accepting that I am lovable. That's a very, very hard thing for me because I've always felt like I'm not lovable. So you'll find again and again and again, over and over, through the work you're doing, that you're going to heal. And maybe you want to see a therapist. Maybe you want to put yourself first. Maybe you want to completely change some of your unhealthy relationships with other people that you had because you felt so uncomfortable with yourself. No one tells you how much your relationship with yourself is going to change, which could change your outside relationships, could change romantic relationships, because suddenly you're walking for you, you're talking for you, your confidence really starts going up the more comfortable you feel in your skin. 
and things are going to change. All right, guys, that's what I have this week for Life with Liz. I hope you're all having the happiest of holiday seasons. I wish you all my love, all my support, and don't be shy. Reach out for anything on Instagram. If you just need someone to tell you you're doing a good job, I'm here for you. If you want to vent, I'm here for you. If you want to tell me this podcast sucks, I'm here for you. So with that being said, go out sometime this week and tell someone something positive. It could just be a happy holidays, best wishes, oh my god, I love your shoes, whatever it is. Go make somebody make somebody's day. You'll be surprised about how much better you feel about yourself when you do that. All right, guys, until next week, let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.